coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School, sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back. Top of the 5 o'clock hour. Jay Foreman, DP. Harrison on the ones and twos. Austin is in route. Uh, this is Old School, brought to you by the Mercado Certified Piedmontese Special Ingredients and Butcher Shop, 84th and Havelock, 30th and Yankee Hill, every type of meat, every type of cut. Get up in there and ask them what's up. It's a great place to go after Nebraska victory. They got everything that you need underneath the sun to celebrate on the grill, I guess in the oven, on the stovetop, takeaways, single serving, family size. The best thing about it, we're going to go ahead and bust Gopher's head open to the white meat. Then you can go and have their lunch special. So uh, we appreciate it. On Fridays. On Fridays, yeah. yeah. So we appreciate their uh, support. But we are down here at Barry's, live and in in full effect. Uh, Before the break, I put a little bug in DP's ear. I wanted to ask you, DP, because this is what I know and I assume, and this is what I would do as a defensive coordinator, is – Play everything tight. <laughs> nice save, J. Foreman. <laughs> everything tight, okay? Nice, I would play everything nice tight. Nice save. <laughs> because as a court, as an offensive coordinator, I'm going deep. But as a defensive coordinator with a quarterback that's never played in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. coming off a little bit of an injury plague season, mm-hmm. losing your, I guess, thought of legitimate deep threat in Xavier Betts. Mm-hmm. Marcus Washington, who came on last year, is coming off an injury. He's healthy now, but we know he might not be in game shape. Mm-hmm. Offensive line, much behind, but so we're just going to assume you just maybe a little bit better. So as a defensive coordinator, I'm telling my DBs, whether we're playing zone or man, we're, we're face-to-face. So for you as an offensive coordinator, that means the linebackers are going to play a little bit closer. That means the safeties are going to be up against the line of scrimmage because we're going to, they're going to assume Nebraska's going to try to run. You as an offensive play caller, mm-hmm. how would you approach it to loosen up that defense but then take advantage of their assumptive thoughts of you don't have offensive weapons? What would you do, especially with you know, would you feature Jeff Sims? Would you establish the run? Would you mix it up? Would you get off? Would you get off schedule when they think you're going to run on first and second down, or would you kind of give them what they want early, knowing that you're going to do something? Late? What would you do? Sometimes you have to, in order to win the game, you have to win it late because of what you do early. Right. But I also lean this way. Uh, the old adage, the old soul song from the '60s says, "Don't." In order to get you to lighten up, I got to get you to tighten up. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to fatten my neck, I'm going to flat my back, and I'm going to send my fat guys after Minnesota. I'm going to lean on them. Right. I'm going to lean on them. And see what you made of. And, and, and the difference being that I know their commitment to execution has to be challenged. Right. In the first quarter of the first game, everybody's excited and everybody feels like they matter and that they, they can be effective. Second quarter after leaning against Jay Foreman for two, two quarters, you know right. what? 
I'm committed, but I'm having some conversations yeah, in my some head. second thoughts, hopefully, right? Like, right? I've yeah. got to reconsider some things. And then right. the third quarter, you know what? I went in halftime to talk to Coach. Right. Hey, man, what are we going to do in case this dude keep leaning? Right. And then the fourth quarter, listen, I'm not only looking at the sideline, I'm, I'm walking towards the sideline like, what you going to do, man? Get right. this dude off of me. Right. That's how Nebraska – look, deep game requires, as a receiving coach, I say, I need a half a step. Yeah. I need a half a step. And I get that half a step in the old Washington Riggins Hall days okay. of a half step of leaning on you yeah. until you peak. Yep. Oh, yeah, yep. Until you peak, right? It's that, oh, here you come again. Here comes Gabe. Here comes Anthony Grant. Wait a minute. Here comes Jeff Sims. Wait a minute. They they don't stop. Right. Like, Ethan Piper's still here. Right. Like, wait a minute. Ben Scott's still leaning on me. Right. And so all those linebackers take a, a half step up, and the safeties take a half stay up, step up. And then that's when I rub Billy Kemp. Right. Billy Kemp touches it. And he thinks, oh, I got him. Yeah. And Billy leans and hits hits the B button and that turbo, and it's a sprint with him and the safety. And what we know is that Jeff Sims has big ball arm. Right. So let's, let, let's do it that way. The other side of it is I've got the two bangers. I've got 260 and 255 pounds of tight end who are just going to lean on linebackers for the first 30 plays of the game. Fedoni against a linebacker, and then against a safety. Borkature against a linebacker, and then a safety. And that safety is going to start to ask questions because at 220 pounds, Borkature is heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's heavy, and I'm tired. Right. And then Marcus Washington hits the B button. Right. You only need two of those, Jay, to win the game tomorrow night. Right. You need two of those big plays. Two yeah. of them. Yeah, I think I think that you know the approach of you know feel them out, see where they're at. It's going to be interesting the communication, you know, in the first couple of series with the assistant coaches, you know, with the players, and then go from there. You know, I'm not opposed to when you know that the Gophers are in zero coverage or man-to-man coverage. Take a shot. Take a shot, take and a especially shot. you know, yes, you would like the completion and house call, but if a corner is beat. And it's an overthrown or underthrown, or the or he, or makes a miraculous play, that loosens up the defense and the coordinator as well because they're watching this, understanding that they're going to come back to it. So they're always on the on their heels. And so the biggest thing Nebraska is going to have to do, in my opinion, offensively, is play steady, and that has been a lost art around here for quite some time. By playing steady, this is what I mean: steady is executing, making Minnesota make the plays, being okay with they make the plays, but being okay with our execution percentage in 60, 70, 80%, they're allowed to make plays because they're on scholarship. Then you go from there and keep making them make plays, things that they haven't had to do in the last three, four years that they've had to weigh with Nebraska. And then you start to say, like you said, you start to get linebackers to peak. You start to have a defensive end instead of, Setting the edge, he tries to go into the C-gap. Next thing you know, Jeff Sims gets the corner. Gabe gets the corner. Then we run a little choice routes. I think one of the biggest things you can do against press or I call it crowding coverage, right? Mm-hmm. Linebackers walking up and all that is running a, a choice route, a rub choice route. And what I mean by that is if you, if for you people out there that are listening, so whether they're in 11 personnel 
or 12 personnel. 11 personnel is one back, one tight end. 12 personnel uh, could be one back, two tight ends, or it could be 21 personnel, two backs, a full back, and a running back, and one tight end. But you always want to have Jeff or uh, Billy Kemp in a negative split when you're running a, a rub choice route. And so what you would do is get a dictated by motion, right? You can start out in the slot, motion to a regular pro set or an even set, whatever you want to call it. Get that tight end and with a free release up on that second level and almost to the third level. Occupy their eyes for at least a second, second and a half. Billy Kemp is coming in, whether it's motion or just by alignment, running up as well, but knowing he's rubbing off and trying to create space between him and the initial play side linebacker in the backside. And where Billy Kemp has to be really good is if they're playing zone, you got to be able to sit down right between them and get vertical after the catch. Or if they're a man, you got to be able to make somebody miss, you know, juke and jive, give them the dead leg and get, get vertical. Those are the type of plays that can turn into explosive plays without having to throw deep. Everybody thinks explosive plays are plays that you just drop back, chuck and duck, seven cuts, you know, skinny posts, bang eights, all that stuff. Those things are great, right? They get you on TV. But the explosive plays of making guys miss tackles creates a sense of doubt throughout the whole game not only for the defensive coaches for the Gophers, but the offensive coaches. Because if plays, and you can speak to this, if you call plays and the defense is getting roasted, you call plays different. Am I yep. correct? Yep, yep. And through all of this, I think Posse, I think uh, Dom Capers with Musim, uh, Mike Fox with uh, Stephen Smith, Steve Smith and, and Musim Muhammad. And Ricky Pro. Right, and he used, he used this phrase, change level and location. Right. He needs playmakers that at the catch – no matter where you catch, change your level and location. Right. That's where explosive plays happen. Yeah, the run but, after catch is going to be huge. Right. The Being run at- physical when you catch it. Wear these dudes out. So, yeah, they might make you – you might not get a, a yard at run after catch, but you're making them work. And then you get in the second and third quarter. Then you have, you know, you have that play that breaks open that you get an extra five or six yards. Well, now he's playing tentative. Now you can turn that into a 15, 20-yard game. I think also what's going to be crucial is the skill position guys being effective in dominating in the run game. Yeah. Whether it's RPO, yeah. conventional run game, I'm going to throw the short area passing game in there. And what I mean by that is maybe a now screen to Billy Kemp, a smoke screen, a jailbreak screen to Billy Kemp, or even a stop route or, or a choice route or anything like that to allow him – to get the space he needs to make the second and third guy miss. That's to, their entire offense. It, well, it has to be. That, that's that's tomorrow is literally waiting for Minnesota to make a defense and uh, make a mistake tackling right. uh, in space. Right. And and then defensively for, for the Huskers, can you play steady? Can you do everything that Coach White has asked you to do to a high percentage? You know, we can't have false steps. We can't have you chasing ghosts and going left when everybody's going right. We have got to be a, a great force player, alley player, field player in every single defense. The communication should be.
$5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything from t-shirts and jeans to sweatshirts and jackets. And of course, their legendary best hoodie ever. So you can fill your wardrobe with the pieces that will get you through your spring days, like the lightweight joggers and pullovers in the French Terry collection or the rich and polished premium slub crew tee. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, American Giant makes something that's sure to be your next closet go-to. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use Staple 20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. Be off the chains. You're on the road. You know it's not going to you're going to have to deal with crowd noise. So you should anticipate or anticipating plays, formation, tendency should really be good. Yes, they have two co-coordinators, but the guy that's going to be really probably calling the plays is the one that called plays against Tony White in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. He has more experience, and so when it comes to the pecking order, P.J. Flex is going to lean on him. We had Ron Johnson on yesterday, and that's what he said, and it's going to be passing game oriented. Well, well but I'll ask you this thing, because Tony White proclaims and professes loudly that he takes away something his opponent wants to do offensively, something. Right. And when at Syracuse against Minnesota, he decided to take away the run right. because he thought there's no way they're going to beat me throwing the ball. Sure. If you're Tony White, what are you taking away to give you the best chance to win? I feel like I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to try to take away the run because I feel like our back end is, is, has enough depth and has enough flexibility you got to think. You got. I throw Javen Wrights in there. Mm-hmm. I throw even the Bullock and John Bullock in there. I throw the the Sanford in there, and then the plethora of safeties along with the corner. I know Tommy Hill has probably been in a little bit of both, but I feel like you, if you need a third corner, if you want to slide Hartsog in there to get a little cat blitz, and a cat blitz is a corner or a little guy blitzing off the the boundary side or from the slot side. You got Gifford in there at a rover, kind of like will help screen. You know. Clean stuff up. I and always thought Cat was was corner off tackle. It uh, is. Just it a, is that a, yeah. is, that's the angle that you want him to take? Well, it is because when it's in the boundary and when you have a tight end to the boundary, you can run a cat blitz off of there. Okay. You've seen it. You've seen Cam Taylor Britton. Those guys do well at okay. that. Or in the slot by formation, right? You can you can have a cat call or something like that based on you know whatever the game plan is. But they, I think they feel like, in theory, 
that they have enough depth in the back end to be able to match up with Minnesota and make a new quarterback beat you with his arm. Well, he can be fooled. What we were told is that he, his eyes can be fooled. Yeah, because he's new. He has right. young eyes. And in the three five three three five principal skill number one is giving causing disadvantage for the quarterback. Right. I'm not sure that Kaliak Manis can beat the Huskers running again. Well, it's different coming in when they yes they know you're on the roster, mm-hmm. but nobody prepared for Morgan to be hurt or not to finish and be out of the game that quickly. Right. And you're playing with you're you're playing without any regard. You, you know you're the backup. You're not expected to win. You're call, free. You're, you're free will in calling plays and executing plays. Now you have all all have had all off season. Now everybody's knowing that you're going to be the starter. Now they're going back and watching periodic tape of when you played. They're studying your weaknesses and they're studying how Minnesota could and should use you. And so therefore, it's going to be tougher sledding. And so. You know, it's one thing to come off the bench and be the relief pitcher. It's another thing to start in Game Seven of the World Series, and so I'm that's what they got. I'm going to go gotta... on a limb and say that we see two Minnesota quarterbacks. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> here's the deal. Kind of like Nebraska. I'm going to uh-huh. go off on a limb. Also, I think you see more than one quarterback in Nebraska. Uh-huh. Kramer actually two years ago paid more dividends than Morgan against Nebraska's defense because he gave you a legitimate RPO option threat, and he could throw enough and was was. Uh, detailed enough and disciplined enough to if it wasn't there, throw it out. Out of bounds. And so, and then when Kramer was in in the middle of the field, he took advantage of a, of some couple guys at the second level. I think Nebraska or Minnesota might go back to that, but I think if, if Nebraska's going to win, they're going to have to play steady. They're going to have to really bowl up against the run. I think they feel like they should. I, I would be going into the game that we can run our base, say, like three, four fronts or stuff like that, say, with MJ Sherman and Chief Borders. We should be good enough up front that we shouldn't have to add a guy in the box, right? Whether you know Bullock's getting his first start, uh, whether uh, Nick Heinrich is coming off the bench or starting, Luke Reimer, you know, Javen Wright's backing him up, John Bullock. We have got to be hitting and splitting, and we have got to scrape hard. And we've got to continue to do it. So then, therefore, we can allow our guys, which is the depth players, right, the more guys that we have and flexibility to do what we do best. Blitz packages. Syracuse, what they did with the extra defender, they kept an extra defender in the space. Right. And That's because they were smaller. And Minnesota did a terrible job of picking up who was coming. They were terrible. So I would imagine that there's a lot of chess play. Right. And you'll see different bodies out there who do different Especially things. Especially early. Yeah. Get all the nervous energy out of there. The guys should know when they're going in the game, what type of defensive calls and schemes they're going to be playing, who they're going to be playing with. That's what you should have been, you know, kind of formulating in practice to make the game, you know, a little bit second nature and they're a second hand to them. So, you know, they should roll up there with a lot of confidence. You're not, like I said yesterday, you're not playing Michigan and Ohio State first game on the road and they got C.J. Stroud and all that. You got a guy that hadn't played or started as the guy from start to finish in, 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 you know, ever in the Big Ten, and you have a new coordinators that have to work together for the betterment of the team. And a new you, running back. A new running back, a new offensive line. Yes, the same tight end is there, but yes, a coordinator can say, we're going to feature you as a tight end. But there's been three years that you haven't. And if you're telling me that this guy came back because you're going to feature him, well, you should have just made Tony White's job that much easier. I like the fact that Reimer... And Bullock can run with their target. Yeah. 
I, I like that just to be a nuisance. Yeah. They don't have to stop them. They, they have to be shut down city. Right. But you have to take away the comfort of Kaliak Manis just being able to, to yeah. dump to, to, to the big All-American right. tight end. I also like the fact that the unknowns on this defense, there will be times when Cam's on the field, Chief right. Borders is on the field, MJ Sherman's on oh, the yeah. field, and they're going to have to identify, wait a minute, who's the focus? Right. It's not even a Mike situation. It's what, what, we're outnumbered, and we have a quick against against a, a Thunderbolt over here, and it's a problem. Yeah, and and, and you know you got you got to move effectively. I know, like you know, Syracuse and other three three five teams, they they get on the move, and so you got to really test the principles of this Minnesota offensive line. And it's not just moving and going in your gap and just getting there, and then you get washed out. It's moving and then getting vertical and having your pad square so you could be a good football player. And so one of the things that Tony White and those guys I think have really focused on is. I want you in as many guys as we can to the ball. And that's going to eliminate big runs. It's going to elim- eliminate run after the catch. It's going to eliminate run run, uh, run lanes. Because with a new running back, right, making a big step, though, right, come from, I think, He's Western, a 1,200-yard rusher. At so Western Michigan, but it's not the Big Ten. But it's, it's still a guy. Still 1,200. But like what that. you want, though, is, as you know, is I want your initial read to be gone. Yes, I, and because yes. a lot of times when people practice, and this is offense and defense, it's there for the guy has to make the initial read. So I want to see you either have to go backside or your second read, or I want you to be able to be – I want to make you think more enough that I got to go backside right away to get my initial one. So at the point of attack – I love that you just said that, though, because that's, that, that's part of why I've fallen in love with Tony White. Yeah. It's that you, philosophy, you that thing. You that. know what? <laughs> no you know direct that thing you want to do? I yeah. know what you came to do. I'm going to make you do something else. There, and, and you can almost be okay with it. It's that Bill Belichick uh, mindset of football. Oh. I'm going to take away your strength. I'm going to make you beat us left-handed. You beat us left-handed. We're going to shake your hand after the game, but we're willing to bet that as long as we don't beat ourselves and you and you have to beat us left-handed, we, we like our win percentage. And so, you know, they, offensively and defensively, it's going to come down to this. Nebraska has to be excellent at the point of attack. Mm-hmm and not allow easy or instant access. Defensively, you can't allow the offense to be instantly getting to the second level with blockers or runners. But that's perfect because isn't that the exact way Nebraska can win this game? Exactly. Like, it's the easiest way for Nebraska to win this football It is. It, it, it really, you just sit back and just do what you need to well, do. Well, and make, say, you, you put the pressure back on them to execute. Well, I'm going I'm to go back to, to, to Nebraska football one-on-one. On the first day, we led with a fullback. Right. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's the different. thing. Right. Yeah. That's the thing that if you want to change everything, Minnesota's defense has not listened. I don't care what the work they've put on. They don't know what Nebraska's going to do with its fullback. Right. So, I'm going to line up with that. And I'm, remember that first thing that Minnesota wants to do offensively? Same defensively. Right. I know what you want to be in. But we're going to take you out of it. Here's what I'm. Here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. So they got. I, I mean, 100 love that. The, the instant access, especially offensively, is what plagued Nebraska last year and what really curtailed their run game, and that really curtailed how the running backs perform. So if they can get better at the point of attack and hold their head above water on the backside, you're going to see a running attack that's going to be consistent and it might not be explosive like you know Florida or like Georgia or something like that, but it's going to be something that they can hang their hat on. And that's how, like, Michigan State had a really good year a couple years ago. That's how Minnesota's always been effectively running the ball is because they take care of their business at the point of attack. 
win most of the time backside. All the onus goes on the, the running back to make the guy at the second level miss. So you're grinding out three, four, five, six-yard gains at a high percentage. And so Nebraska can do that and Man. stop that. The pressure goes on to a quarterback, and you make him beat you by being a drop-back pass. Not an RPO passer, drop-back passer, making him do something that he normally doesn't want to do. Well, make him and, throw like, it, and he's throwing it into eight. Right. Instead of throwing in the five. Right. It's a lot it's a lot <laughs> harder throwing in with six defenders. Yeah. And if you got some linebackers, I hopefully I think Dvorak has done a good job of teaching them how to be better hook droppers. That means when you're running zones, cover three, four, or six, that they're able to help out those safeties so the safeties can play well, aggressively over does. the top. That's, I mean, think it about that. It gives you length. Right? Like just gives in you the that middle. Length. It gives yeah. you that length. It gives you that awkward guy that's six foot six and that can run and explode where you think the guy's open, but oops, he's not really. So on windows. Yeah, so it closing out the window. So this is Jay Foreman, DP. We're going to take a quick break, come right back, and uh, talk about special teams, talk about what the special teams needs to do and what Matt Rule said. Uh, we'll be right back, old school. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 